Welcome to episode two of the Little to Know podcast. I was going to try and do this with uh, with like a Werther's in my mouth. I didn't think it was going to be that annoying, but it's clearly it is. And I'll tell you the truth. I'm not I'm not the type of person that can, uh, you know, touch gum and put it back in my mouth or you know, a mint or any kind of candy, you know, you see some people, they like take it out of their mouth and wrap it up, touch with their hands, or even if they don't, I just always found it disgusting, so I'm actually going to pause this intro and um, come back when I'm done this candy. Uh, Yes, I could have done this whole thing after I finished it, but I would lose my opening thought and it wouldn't be as impactful if I didn't have a mint in my mouth. You know what I mean? I'll be back. All right, I just had to spit it out. I, I didn't have patience. I was just sitting here looking at the wall. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, what's going on? This is episode two of uh, the Little to No promo, the podcast. I can confidently tell you that the first episode got zero listens. And uh, so far, it's according to plan, you know? Uh, I don't know why. what else I was... I wasn't expecting anything, to be honest with you, but just giving you a little insight on the journey of this uh, little to no promo, the podcast, um, you know, behind the scenes, making it feel like we're all part of this together, you know, uh, which means that I did just talk uh, to nobody uh, last episode, but that's just what it is. Yeah, no, uh, opened up with a little bit of that uh, candied mint thought. And uh, to be honest, I have no idea what I'm going to really talk about. Like what's happening uh, in general is the, um, you know, obviously right now we're, we're at a time of like the stocks being a little bit crazy. And I'm, uh, I started doing the stocks at the beginning of COVID. And uh, I did them a bit before a couple of years ago, but I didn't know any of like the technical terms or all that stuff, you know, and how to like read the charts and all that. But I definitely started to learn a bit. And I will say I'm probably a little bit more knowledgeable than, you know, what they call these Robin Hood people. Uh, But I'm still not at all confident in long term holding or, you know, companies and due diligence and all that stuff, you know, because that's really what it's about is you got to hold the, the stock for couple years and and there's a lot of different reasons why you would right like do you believe in the company do you are you a fan of the company are you hearing news or you know it depends on what it is and to be honest you know my one friend Sammy uh, he told me that the problem with me I was buying and selling too fast and this is a this is because of the zero commission trading yeah there is a day hold like you have to hold it for a day or two days whatever but you can sell it right away. And I do think that if there was a commission fee to buy and sell, I probably would have held some more stocks that I should have held. Like, I don't even want to tell you stuff that I bought for a dollar to two dollars. Like, I was in at Hertz at like 30 cents. I was in at Neo for like 250. You know, I had, I had, I, I, I don't even want to tell you that I was able to buy Square for $36. And then it went up to $38 and I was like, oh, this is not going to make my money back. And now it's like 300 Same with Etsy. I was looking to buy Square and Etsy at the same time. This is all early in the, 
you know, in the whole crash of everything. And to be honest, it's probably better. I don't know. I even had a thousand game stare, uh, game stop shares and it's like, or whatever game stop, or I don't know what it is. I had a thousand of those. I bought that with Michaels and gap and I did make a little bit of money on it, but obviously not what I would have made if I held it. But also I will be honest. Like, I don't think I would have held it this long because it definitely went up to like $10 and having a thousand shares, you know, at $4, that would have been more than a hundred percent. So I probably would have sold it then. But if I was maybe more invested in the company, I would have maybe, I was watching it. It was on my list. I just didn't buy back into it until this whole madness happened. And I still didn't buy into it now, but I don't know. There's, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a funny world that, you know, when something hits the, the social media mainstream public eye, all of a sudden everyone's a, a professional. It's similar to like a comedian, you know, and I was laughing at that to myself, you know, at the beginning of COVID where, you know, at being a comedian, everyone thinks that they're funny. Everyone thinks they can tell jokes. So everyone always has that arrogance. And then the first thing was, you know, I started seeing all these people cutting their own hair and I was like, oh, great. Now you're going to have all these people walking around thinking that they're barbers now. And then it goes from barbers to scientists, just all the, the COVID thoughts and theories and whatever. And now you have the stock market. I'm like, man, when this thing's over, like this world is just going to be full of like, you know, barbers, stockbrokers, uh, uh, you know, uh, scientists and all these people who clearly don't know what it is they're doing. But I guess it's like we're all just trying to do whatever we can to keep busy and stay sane even if it is like speaking and it's not only that, like I'm seeing people on Facebook post things about stocks and it's like, why are you publicly voicing your opinion about stocks? If you don't know stocks, like I saw one guy's remain nameless. The first post I saw from him was what's a good app to buy stocks in Canada. So this is already a sign that he has no, he doesn't do stocks because he's clearly asking Facebook what app he could use to buy stocks in Canada. So then from there, he starts going into like, oh, this is the best, this is that. And, you know, oh, these are the best returns or you don't want to do this. This is a waste of money. I'm going to tell you, oh, how do I buy crypto? And then he's like, how do you buy cryptocurrency? And then the next day he's like talking about all these like cryptocurrency, like preaching to the people. And I guarantee you people are dumb enough to follow. But it is interesting with the comments, you know, because when you read comments in like Webull or Robinhood or even like StockTwits or whatever, you know, it, it's it's interesting because you don't know what these people are doing. You don't know what their goal is. Is their goal to short it? Is their goal to make you sell? They're trying to scare you to sell. Is their goal to, you know, lie into you uh, because they're invested in it. So they want you to invest it or do they have actual knowledge on the stock? And this is where it's like, you really do need to do your, as they call it, DD, your due diligence, because I will read the comments. And I will say sometimes you get a little carried away in it. And I don't, I kind of jump into things before I will buy them. But you do have to look at the comments and just kind of like pick out. It's like when someone gives you like criticism, you know, it's like you got to kind of pick out what you want and what you, what you're looking for. And then from there, what I would typically do is I'll go to like Google or whatever, and I'll type in the stock and then I will, 
uh, go to the news section and I'll see, okay, like, is this real? Is this company doing anything? And then the problem with stocks, just like anything that you're getting involved in, is they have all these terms that you don't know what they mean. And then you have to start looking up what filing forms mean and what uh, these, uh, you know, like what what is what's an offering and what's dilution and what's this and what's that. And, and then, you know, these people start throwing around these terms and it's like, are they just trying to sound smart like the guy on Facebook or do they actually know what they're doing? Because if you were like a big time investor, like, are you going to be sitting in a chat room commenting? No, probably not. But it's not to say that there aren't good people out there who are knowledgeable, who want to give you real info, but it's just about digging through the weeds and the dirt. And also, you know, how, how you, you find stocks uh, that you like is, uh, you know, we all have our own um, ways. If you do do any type of stock trading, like if it's like a day trading scenario or long-term investment, you know, like for me personally, what I found to work is I would just look like, I just stare at the, the, you know, the top gainers and the top losers and the most active. And I'll go down the list and I'll just typically, I'll like every day, even before, like I stopped doing it for a while and I'll just keep looking at the chart. And then I would see names like on the loser list that I saw on the gains list a lot. So it's clear that something was going on where it would go down, it would go up, it would go down. Now, don't get me wrong. You can probably look at some program and, uh, you know, and read the chart and it'll probably do a thousand times better. But for me, this seems to work. I, I just really look at the, the pattern and the formula of like, okay, stock X is down today. But wait, why do I remember seeing that as a gainer uh, last week or the other week or maybe the other month, you know? And these companies, like, we don't know what's going on. You know, we can all pretend like we understand what short selling is and all that. And again, there are people who obviously know what it is, but I guarantee you a lot of people don't. Um, but, you you know, we, we can look into all these stocks however we want. And it's like, you just got to, you know, decide what side of it you want to be on. And I think that's why for me, like, this is, this is shown more than anything. Like I said, I'm not a big, as you can tell from this whole chunk, someone who's involved in the stocks, but it just kind of is, it just kind of sucks knowing you know, we all know things are corrupt, but when you fully know and you're like, okay, now it's so obvious, it, it really does make the, it, it makes it a little bit less enjoyable, you know, because it's like, okay, you want to make money. You just got to pretty much go with like Tesla or, you know, whatever the major trending stock is, because that's just going to keep moving up. But if you want to like get involved in like smaller stocks or a little company, you're either going to be waiting because they're going to be holding it down or, you know, you're just going to lose money if you don't have patience to wait, you know. And I, and I watched an interview with the guy from uh, Robin Hood. And it was actually hilarious because he was like, you know, talking about how he's there for the little guy. And, you know, the CNN interview already destroyed him. But the one question that they didn't ask, which I was curious about, is like, if this guy at Robin Hood is so into the small investor, you know, and not the big market, the big buyers and the hedge funds and all that, you know, how come they didn't put these restrictions on when the kid killed himself? You know, obviously it was a sad scenario and it was with Robin Hood and it was in something that I don't understand. I'm pretty sure it was like margins and options and, you know, probably shorting of some sort. I honestly don't even know, but I do know that this kid had no idea what he was doing. He was able to get 
a margin of thousands of dollars and apparently it wasn't even what he owed at the end of the day like it was just so confusing and to me that's the biggest telltale that this is not for the small investor because this kid not knowing what happens ends up you know something awful happens to him and they probably just sent out a notice being like hey make sure you know what you're doing but then once you know the companies start getting destroyed because the people come together which is not illegal at all they now put restrictions on options and calls and buys like this to me is clearly where the biggest thing that i I don't know why they never asked that question but who am i i'm just a guy who can't touch mints and um you know I, i don't know but i think you know in in the world of stocks it's uh it's just crazy because it's not what it used to be. You know, I think like you watch all these old movies and there was the whole idea that like the stock market was a sign of the times, you know, when the stock market was up, you knew that the, the times were good. And when the stock market's down, you know, that there's hard times, but I think now they're not even connected. You know, I think the stocks are its own business and businesses are their own business. And the thing that's the scariest of all of it is like money is just digital. Now, you know, it's not like physical money. So, even we think that the government's going to run out of money so they can't keep pumping stocks. It's like they can just print digital. They don't even need to print it. It's like literally credit, you know, like we don't know where this money's even coming from. And that's just where it just seems too insane at this point. And I'm not saying anything that's groundbreaking. We all know how rich people got richer and essentially the middle class is going to get wiped out soon. But it's, uh, you know, not to end it on that note, but I really don't know much more I can say unless I can think of some more stock stuff. When it comes to, you know, if I could say anything, it's just do research, okay? Like if you're going to learn how to do stocks or try to do them, just do research. Know what stop losses are. Know when to get out. Know when to buy. You know, personally, I like something called the Bollinger Bands, I think it's called. And uh, learn what those are. There's just like these three lines that they'll show you when there's low volume to a lot of volume. And then you can change the candles on your, uh, you know, the, the, the tickers there to turn them into candles. And then essentially when the when the Bulger band is open, that means that there's high volume. And then if the candle is above it on the top, that means that it's essentially over asking price it's it's a high price right now so yes there's a chance that it can keep going up but there's ways to follow that but ideally you don't want to buy it when it's above the band you want to buy it when it's below the band that's ideally the perfect entry point and there's so many other charts and things that you can do and we could all pretend like we know stocks but at least do a little bit of research because you are investing money and really you know, you don't want to do something where you can lose more than you bought. Like, that's the scariest thing. And uh, you want to make sure that you just know what you're doing. You never use credit. You never use anything that's not your own physical money. And if you do need to have commission fees and it's like $7, $8 a stock, then, you know, maybe do that to to make sure that you don't just buy and sell willy-nilly. But um, yeah, that's that's it for episode two of the Little to No Promo, the podcast. I'm Mark DeBonis, and hopefully this uh, turns into something.
If not, it's just a voice journal. Well, I guess that's what all podcasts are. It's just sometimes people are weirdos and want to listen to other people's voice journals. But please listen to mine.